women, women behind bars. <laughs> it's for women who are incarcerated. Okay. <laughs> horse friends dating. Oh no. People who like horses. <laughs> but like, but but that's just their common interest. <laughs> that's the commonality. I'm glad you. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> Welcome to the Rom-Com Rewind Podcast. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Devin. And like you, I love rewatching movies over and over again. You've joined us here. You love romantic comedies. We do as well. So this is a show where we rewatch rom-coms, break them down a bit for you, maybe take a peek behind the curtain, dig beneath the surface, and decide, does it still hold up? This week we have The, the Perfect, Perfect Dates. Date. And if you're listening to us on Spotify, follow Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave reviews, and... You can reach out to us on Instagram at romcom rewind TikTok, or you can email uh, romcomrewind at gmail.com. We have a message from Madeline. She said, Loved your podcast on the Parent Trap so much. Was so desperate to rewatch it, so I had to resubscribe to Disney Plus to watch it. <laughs> That's awesome. I love this. We um, Disney will be sending you an invoice <laughs> for that. You're welcome. We also got a message from Sydney says, I'm only 10 minutes into the Parent Trap episode, but I need Devin to know that someone does in fact like Casper meets Wendy. Yes. It's me, she says. My sister and I used to watch it and the original every single year growing up. Listen, the original Casper is great. And so is Casper meets Wendy. Sydney, I'm going to disagree with you. I agree with Sydney. We've made our case. Thank it's you a so good much movie. for listening, Sydney. But... <laughs> Uh, thank you for reaching out. The Perfect Date is a 2019 Netflix teen romantic comedy directed by Chris Nelson. It's the story of Brooks Radigan. Doesn't Brooks Radigan sound like the the evil quarterback from like an 80s, um, like I'm thinking a John Hughes movie? So it actually sounds like, oh, and I can't remember what the book is, but Boo Radley. And starting at quarterback for your Los Santos Raiders, Brooks Radigan. <sighs> Um, that's not the character he is in this movie, played by Noah Centineo, uh, a high school senior. This is Brooks Radigan. He's got dreams of going to Yale. He doesn't have the money, though. And he's also kind of sort of lost, I think, in who he is and who he wants to be. Our boy Brooks is basically just telling people whatever he thinks they want to hear for him to get into Yale until he stumbles upon an idea. Ding! With the help of his best friend, Murph, he launches an app where people can hire him to go on dates with them. You know, you need a date for an 80s party. You need a date for an art show. A date for high school formal. Brooks is your guy. Along the way, he meets uh, Celia Lieberman, played by Laura Morano, who begrudgingly goes on a date with Brooks. We also meet the beautiful and wealthy Shelby Pace, played by Camila Mendez. That's kind of our lead-in to The Perfect Date. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I've always wanted to date the most popular girl, drive the nicest car, and go to the fanciest school. Yale is the goal, correct? More than anything in the world. But I can't afford any of that. My uncle's paying me to escort my cousin to a semi-formal. I'll take your cousin. <laughs> what? I'll take your cousin to the dance. Why? What would you get out of it? I'd get the payment you were talking about, and I get to take your car. You got a suit? I like this movie. We've watched it in the past year, just I think for shits and gigs. I actually had to look it up to make sure that we hadn't done an episode on it because I remember thinking to myself while we were watching, oh, this would be good for the pod. Oh, like that's, you know, I like that. Or, oh, I really like this part of the movie. 
it's a cute movie. I love Noah in it. I really like Laura um, in this one too. I feel like Netflix does do a good job not having A-list stars play, but more underrated actors and actresses kind of come out of the woodwork. Um, this is Noah's third rom-com with Netflix though. And um, I think he's titled himself like as, as the Netflix rom-com dream guy in my opinion. Is it his third? It's his third, yeah. I got it down as his fifth. Well, so sorry. I There's the say, PS I Love You yes, series. Series. And so I counted three. that as one, sorry. Okay. So it's his fifth. It's his fifth. Yes, okay. yes. Because that that's just not to tease too far ahead, but that is an important thing that I want to talk about okay. later. Anyway, oh, keep going. Okay. It's a fun watch with an overall easy plot line, you know, to follow. Um, it's really about the two main characters in this one and actually a lot about Noah's character, Brooks. Um, they don't dive too deep into the side characters in this one, though. I Correct. always appreciate the good deep dive in the side characters. But um, this one, it does stay a little bit, you know, more of a surface level. Kind of what Netflix does, right? Yes. Overall, I I agree. This movie is a good watch. Noah Centineo is a genuine star. I feel like people might be sleeping on him a little bit. And I hope he makes good decisions in his career over the next five years or mm-hmm. so yep. because I think it's it's a very important moment. I'm going to talk more about it later. But, like, he is a fantastic actor and he, I think if he plays his cards right he could end up being like a Chris Evans type or like a ah, Liam Hemsworth type like he yep. is he just na- needs to make some good decisions Laura Morano is also great her character is kind of like annoying but lovable uh, Camila Mendez easy for like the other girl role she does it fine um, I thought this was a, a good movie a very good movie my only thing is that I find there is nothing memorable about this movie <laughs> I felt like I was in a time warp watching this. I sat down, I watched it, I enjoyed it, I laughed at times, I was entertained. And then a day later, genuinely, I was like, oh shit, I haven't watched the movie for our pod this week. Oh my god, I did! I watched it last night, it's the perfect date! I had completely forgotten multiple times that I had watched this movie. Well, and it's it's actually not a long movie. No. So you can sit down or have it in the background or, you know, be super into it. And it doesn't feel like a long time goes by. Um, So that's a good thing. That's a good part of the movie. It doesn't feel like a long movie. Oh, yeah. Um, I sat down, watched it in a whip. Done. In a whip. (laughs) But I think Noah... Like, even trying to, you know, chat about stuff with this movie, I would find, like, oh, like, this was a funny thing. Oh, shit, no, that was from P.S. I Still Love You. You know, I, I think he, in terms of Netflix rom-coms, the P.S. I Love You series yeah. was such a hit that this movie, I sometimes find it hard hard to distinguish. That's a good point. I mean, I loved the P.S. I Love You series, and he was phenom- phenomenal in it. Like, oh, I he couldn't, was like, And he was great in it. this. Don't he get me was, wrong. He was, yes, yes. But I, I, I see, like, there's a difference between the two movies, I think, right? Um, yeah, so like you said earlier, he's kind of trying to figure out who he is and who, who everybody else wants him to be, which you shouldn't be who everybody else wants you to be. You should be who you want to be. So he is trying to write his university college admission letter, and that's kind of the opening scene. His advisor tells him, like, no, it's not enough. Like, you have great, f- fantastic grades, but you got to have more than just that if you want to get into Yale. And so he's like, what am I supposed to do? Like, how how am I supposed to? I'm, I'm doing this right. I'm doing this right. I'm part of this club. I'm. It kind of all starts out with this guy from school who's popular. And is he popular because he has a car? Literally, a cool I think car. he probably like, is. Yeah. That's like literally how it seems. He's also classically good looking, but yeah. He is good looking, but so is Noah. Um, <laughs> I get into that more later. But um, and 
I guess he comes into the sub shop, which Noah works at later on that day and says, oh, I got to take my cousin out to a formal. So Noah says, oh, I'll take her. Let me drive your car and I'll take your cousin out so you don't have to and you can do whatever else you want. This is kind of where everything starts to, to set in motion and what he his grand idea is. So he takes a girl, Celia. Celia Lieberman. Yes. Out on a date, gets paid to take somebody on a date. Um, which kind of like reminds me of the 10 Things I Hate About You. A, a little bit. There's definitely a similarity there. Wow, good mm-hmm. catch. It In this case, it's her parents just wanting her to experience high school. So they're like, God, we'll, we'll just pay somebody to take you to the high school formal. <laughs> so slightly different, but yes, there is yeah. there is a comparable there. Yeah, I don't hate that. A little bit, yep, yep. Thanks, Mom. Let's do this so we can stop doing this. You kids have fun. And uh, so Brooks and Celia get to the dance and he finds his dream girl, Shelby. He sees her off in the distance. Yes. Yeah. So they're at the high school formal. I mean, Celia, we we had our little meet cute. She is rebellious. She's angry. She's uh, very counterculture. Like, I'm not going to be who you want me to be. Exactly. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite of what Brooks is actually going through. Brooks is... I need to be like everybody else. I need to to be this specific person who everybody wants me to be in order to get what I want, which is Yale. His whole life is about getting into Yale. Whereas Celia's like, fight the power. I don't care about any of the the elites schools that I, you know, should be going to or whatever. I want to live my life the way I want to live it and I don't want anybody to tell me how to do it. Yeah. And she comes from wealth and she, she goes does. to the wealthy school and that's where we meet Shelby, yes. uh, Camille Mendez. And of course, I think Brooks looks at her and is like, wow, beautiful, charming, wealthy. Not that's my ticket to Yale, but like that's who I should be with. Yes. Right? That's the person I'm meant to be with. Yeah. And so actually Shelby comes over to invite them to an after party, but Celia doesn't want to go. So they don't they don't end up going to the party. And so the night ends. She drops Celia, he drops Celia back off at, at her house and gets paid and everything. And then he kinda like this is kind of where like this app idea starts. So Brooke's friend Murph gets to work. Because yeah. I think Murph is trying to figure out how to be more attractive to universities. So he's like, yeah, I'll build you an app. Sure. like It's got to be a struggle to figure out a way, if, you ha- if you're if you an A-plus student, to, f- to figure out more of how you can be better. How do you sizzle that, to the top? Yeah. How do, you, how do you show that you are, you know, the creme de la creme to get into these schools? Everybody's in French club. <laughs> oh, like, you speak six languages? Oh, so does everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you doing that's interesting, though? <laughs> like, it's like, oh, my God, you have to take up odd hobbies, which is crazy. And yeah, so they create the app called The Stand-In, where he can be whatever the girl wants him to be. Dress up however they want, pick the communication style, like a talker or a listener, stand in for whatever event that they they want and what are some of the events sarah oh like a uh, rodeo yeah a, that's right. um, a birthday party a family dinner yes a what else um, there was a family dinner specifically though she okay. wanted yes. noah to be a d-bag so that her parents would like her actual boyfriend more when they meet him which is hilarious there was like an 80s party there were all kinds of the, there was an art show thing Lots of different fun ideas. Yeah, and so back to the dinner thing. Did you ever date anybody where the parents disapproved of you? You know, I think there was a girl I dated who the parents weren't like. They were like, well, "He's he's not the one, right? Like, we're not we're not gonna. He, he's a fine guy. <laughs> I, I know I was that guy in one situation, but wow. yeah, I don't think anybody really disliked me. Okay, well that's good. Yeah. I mean, my parents like they they liked relatively everybody who I oh thanks who I dated. That's nice. Well, you obviously they <laughs> love 
they love you. Anybody I mean, could have walked through I the mean, door the and past, they'd be chill about in it. In the past. <laughs> in the past. I think there were some people kind of like, oh, you're going through the motions. This yeah. isn't going to be your forever person. Yeah. Do you ever get the... <laughs> I never had this happen, but like it has happened to other people where like they bring somebody over for like Easter dinner and the family's like, okay, let's take one... Oh my God. Just yes. without her, maybe? Okay, <laughs> no. Because they don't want the picture. It's with... a real thing. That is a real thing. It is a real thing. I was that. No. I dated a guy, um, and I actually was not <laughs> in the family photo just in case. Or, or they would have the extra, I call them extras, um, have the significant other stand on the outside. So if they ever had to crop the no. photo, they could just crop you out. That's amazing. And then they'd still have a really nice photo. I mean, it makes sense. It does. It totally makes sense. Like I, and I wasn't offended at all. I said, oh yeah, no problem. Like until, yeah. you know, you're solidified into that family. I you're get not it. in family photos. No, yeah. for sure. We're going to keep these forever. And then it's going to be like 20 years down the road. Oh, who's that with Jeff? Oh, I don't even remember, man. Oh Jeff is just dating name people. Is that? Like, <laughs> what's her name? Or yeah. Oh man. Stacy. No, Samantha. No, that wasn't it either. Yeah. But it totally is a real thing. And I like I, I do appreciate it because you don't want you don't want to ruin family pictures. No. Right? Isn't that a How I Met Your Mother episode? <laughs> how Ted Mosby always wants to he always puts down plus one on wedding invites, oh even when goodness. he's not dating anybody. That would just drive me case, crazy, by yes. the way. That's that's as some, that people who had a wedding recently don't do that. That's ridiculous. That's <laughs> stupid. Don't just say yes and hope that somebody comes along. That's ridiculous. That Ted, Ted Mosby. God. <laughs> so the app starts working very well, and honestly, it is genius. Like, is there is there an app that that exists today that would follow along those lines of like of whatever you need in that instance? Oh man, I. I don't think so, but there are definitely things that are, that are close, but I don't think anything specific. Okay, so for an example, like I always had somebody I could bring to a wedding if I needed a date, you know, like if I did get a plus one, right? If you had a plus one, you always have to have that like extra person, but having the stand-in app, like that's pretty genius. Can we talk about like what moments in your, your life you would actually use this app for? Absolutely. Because I, I disagree. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Like weddings are the most difficult because there's a lot of pressure from the family to like be seeing someone. So like you want to have a date, but also let's be honest, weddings are great for hooking up. So I almost mm. wouldn't want to use the app for a wedding because then everybody's going to be like, oh, you're, you're with Brooks Radigan. Like, no, 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 no I'm not with Brooks Radigan. You want to leave the opportunity available to hook up, right? I wouldn't bring a fake date to a wedding because I want to get laid in real life at a wedding. <laughs> It's a good point, actually, because I'm pretty sure um, we had somebody something similar at our wedding. Where, oh man, if, <laughs> where if, some people only had like one, and they ended up hooking up. So yeah, they didn't bring a plus one. If nobody random has hooked up at your wedding, I don't know if you had a good wedding, guys. Like that, that is a, <laughs> that's a staple for that. Um, so how I would use this app? I would strategically use this app, similar to the girl who brought the him to the dinner party yes. to get the parents to hate him again genius idea so i would hire somebody to like go on a date with me but like we would just happen to run into my ex like I, if she worked mm. at the mall i'd be like oh my god i didn't realize you're here and then and then the date would be like oh my god like devin's the best oh you dated him and you guys broke up 
what a horrible idea. Like just So like a little bit of a jelly like making a I I'd get a little situation. diabolical with it for sure. Wow, yeah, absolutely. diabolical. Okay. Absolutely. I mean you are paying for the service. Yeah, I'm paying for the service. Oh my god. <laughs> let's let's be efficient with our time. I don't want you to come to a wedding with me. No, no, no. I feel like I want I you to make it, my ex feel bad. I would use it in such a more genuine, like innocent <laughs> of way. You would. <laughs> Of course you would. <laughs> then a diabolical plan. You would send him to that nursing home and be like, just take like some old lady for a walk. Okay, like my heart, my yeah, heart strings were pulled. I was like, was oh, sweet. that is lovely. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, that is a great idea. Yeah, so the and, scene we're talking about is later on. Yes. Uh, an old lady, or I think her daughter uses her the app. Her granddaughter, her granddaughter. Um, yeah. To get Brooks to go to this nursing home and literally just take a walk with this old lady and talk to her because that's what she wanted. Yeah. It's really sweet. Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is um this is part of my favorite scene actually. So the app starts working, he starts really going on um the dates montage. And this is yeah. like my favorite scene because it's you know the equivalent of a dress montage. You know, everybody, I love montages. Um, where it goes all the characters or personalities that he dresses up as. And it's just a really fun scene because you you really get to see the the app work you don't get to see the actual dates that he goes on which i mean i would have appreciated you just see a montage of him in the doorway wearing ridiculous crap yeah which i think would have been really fun to film too oh yeah like change all of those costume changes and like putting on the acts and the personalities um but yeah that's my best scene for this movie oh nice yeah I like it. yeah so celia this was after the formal, a few days later, calls him to apologize for being such a stick up her butt and um, asks him for his services again because her parents seem to push her into doing things, which is hilarious. And she needs um, she needs him to go with her to a party to impress a boy named Franklin, who she has a crush on. He agrees to go to a party at Shelby's house and um, they kind of have an agreement. He helps her get Franklin, and she will help him get Shelby. Yeah. So the party goes well. Celia gets a date with Franklin. Brooks gets to talk to Shelby. But at this point, it seems as though they're still putting on the show of that Brooks and Celia are dating. So they can't quite go on another date. This is like a little bit of a shortcoming of their agreement because it's like you're still dating, so you can't date each other yet. Yeah. So... They plan a future breakup. Between that, though, Celia sets up a call with Yale admissions for Brooks to talk to the dean of admissions. The meeting goes super well. The guy did his homework. Brooks knows everything about the dean of admissions. And, like, is is it a bad thing that he did his homework and knows everything about him? Like, Celia is absolutely pissed once she finds out. Well, because he overtly lies, right? I think doing the homework's good, but Brooks is like, uh, you know, I'm dabbling honeybeeing and the guy's like oh my god i do too like what's your favorite uh yeah what's your favorite (laughs) bee and he's like well you know the russian blah 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 like he just spouts off all this like the knowledge is good but the lying that you are a beekeeper is ridiculous brooks i think if i were to tell that lie i would immediately go home and order a bunch of stuff and beekeeping and then i would become a beekeeper 
you got to sell it enough to exactly. Do, yeah, like, I would probably buy a suit and I would like go out and become a true beekeeper. Yeah, or just, just take an Instagram it. photo like with the suit on. <laughs> oh, well, that's at a least. good thing. Yeah, go to like yeah. a farm and, and pretend like sure. It's yours. Yeah, yeah, sell yeah. it a little bit better. Like he just overtly <laughs> lied and was like, "Hey, it was a great interview." I, know, like, I, <laughs> I give the guy props for doing his due diligence. Oh yeah, I agree. You know? Like the the research is good. The lying yeah. about actually also partaking. It's a little white lie. No, it's whoa, Sarah. Okay, it's a big white light because he's trying to get into Yale, but but it's the halo effect. So like you, what's the halo effect? So the halo effect is the tendency for an impression created in one's area to influence opinions in another area. So he's actually just putting what? it in his mind. Are you just rhyming this shit off the top? No, of your no, no, head? no. I learned it in school. It is that he's putting it in his mind that they're similar. Right. Right. Of course. So. It's not necessarily, well, it is a lie that he is a beekeeper because he's not actually a beekeeper. That is literally the definition of a lie. <laughs> yeah. But it's making him want to want Brooks to come to, to to Yale. Of course. That makes it worse. That's premeditated lies. How am I the one trying to convince you I don't you know. I don't think lie? it's that what bad. Happened? I like it, you know? Like, I like the you idea of it. freaking like Noah Centineo, okay? Yeah. I do. You'd let him lie to you about beekeeping. So Celia, Brooks, and Murph go for pizza. And you can start to see that there may be some feelings brewing between Brooks and Celia. But, like, I don't know if they've really acknowledged it yet. They 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 have really good chemistry together. And it's, like, abundantly clear. And I think Murph, like, can totally see it. Murph sees the vibe. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think they've really seen it. Like, they're just, like, friends with a means to an end. Yeah. And I exactly think like every other movie like exactly. this, 10 things I hate about you drive me crazy. They, whoa, catching feelings, but like you don't want to admit it. Well, because I don't even know if they know at this point yet. Exactly. I think they're good for each other, though. Sparing those feelings. So from here, they part ways. Celia actually is going on a date with Franklin that night after the pizza. Yeah. So they go for the date, Celia and Franklin, and it is boring as f- um, it turns out that he's also the street artist named Trashbug, who Celia earlier on in the movie says that she absolutely hates. Yeah, somebody's been graffitiing the area, and Celia talks about how crappy the art is. Um, and she is trying to get with that artist, it turns out. Yeah, and it actually changes her view of him immediately. She does no longer, like, she no longer sees him the same way that she saw him prior to finding out that he was trash bug. There was a funny arc with graffiti artists, I find. Like, back in the 90s, we're like, yo, graffiti. That's sick. And now we're like, ugh. Is it the same way with, like, cryptocurrency, where at first we're like, hey, like, you're into crypto, and now it's like, oh, let me guess. (laughs) You're into crypto. Ah, of course you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So earlier on, I mentioned that there was going to be a breakup scene, like a fake breakup scene for Celia and Brooks so that they could continue dating Franklin and Shelby. Well, they they needed a catalyst because Franklin brings it up. Hey, like, are you not with him? And Celia's like, oh, like, it's fine. We're chill. And yeah, so we need the breakup moment to happen so that Brooks can go off with Shelby. They also set it up so that everybody can see it's right in the middle of a party. Everybody watches it all go down. And... Just before that, maybe a day or two, Celia actually opens up to Brooks and kind of bears her soul to him, you know, saying that she she puts a guard up. She puts a wall up. She doesn't let a lot of people in. And he uses that to genuinely hurt her feelings during the breakup. Well, he's he's still looking at this entirely as like, hey, we're going to put on a show. This is going to be like a soap opera. So he has a script written out. And yeah, he he uses some of that 
yeah. in their fake breakup thing. And but Celia, Celia's backpedaling. No, uh, uh, Brooks doesn't know, but she does not want to date this other guy. She realizes, hey, maybe I'm catching some feels for Brooks here. So he just friggin' fires away scorched earth in this fake breakup and genuinely hurts her feelings. And it's a weird part of the movie because he he fake breaks up with Celia. Celia actually like slaps him and leaves the party. And Brooks thinks he did something great. He texts Celia and says, oh, great job. Like that was so believable. And then he goes and makes out with Shelby. Yeah, he's that, completely oblivious. Like, he is so, <laughs> so oblivious to everything. And then she invites him to formal. Uh, Shelby does. Yes. Yeah. And Shelby invites him to formal. So this is where the walk comes in with the older woman at the at the at the home at the retirement home, and she actually gives him some sage advice, saying, "You know, you'll know who the one is because it's just an effortless effortless conversation with that person, and you just click." And so, a little foreshadowing there. It totally is because in the next scene, Brooks picks up Shelby for the formal. Before the formal, they go to dinner and they have nothing to talk about. Yeah. It's kind of boring. It's awkward. It's uncomfortable. Yeah, they just have nothing in common. They come from two different worlds. But again, Brooks fakes that he is from her world. And I think that says everything right there, that they have nothing in common and nothing to talk about. Have you ever liked somebody or were dating them or seeing them and you've just realized that you just didn't click? Yeah, absolutely. Happens yeah. often. I, I think everybody probably has had a relationship like that where you're like... They're they're very pretty. They're smart. They're whatever. They have a lot of good qualities, but just boxes, like, but... but we just sit down to like watch a TV show, and it's like, eh, I don't really want to be here. Like, I don't. This feels not right. Yeah, it's just like it's not it's not comfortable, right? It has to be comfortable. So, okay, not that I. What are you about to tell right now? <laughs> okay, so I like... can always tell when you have a weird story. No, it's not weird. Um. So it's often said that like, oh, girls like bad boys. I don't, it's not that I like bad boys, like at all. Oh. But oh. I remember dating this guy and he was really, really, really nice. Yeah. Like too nice though. Oh no. I couldn't date him. Nice guys finish last, Sarah. Like, they, a little bit oh, in that no. instance. I mean. That's again, the worst. I know. I feel awful. <laughs> This was like, obviously, I think it was it was years ago. He was anyway, so nice that you just didn't like him. He was so nice that, I mean, I liked him. He checked boxes and everything like that. But when we got, you know, hanging out, it just didn't click because he was just too nice. He'd do everything. Like, I'm like, there's no, you know, back and forth of disagreements or anything like that. It was just like, oh, yeah, sure. Sounds good. And it's like, well, no, do you really want to do that? Like, it was just like nothing that <laughs> said yes to everything yes man he was a yes man so you don't want a yes man well thank I god because we disagree <laughs> all the time <laughs> that is very good for us but but i mean i don't think it's like a bad guy versus a good guy but it's like the 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 well, rebellious versus like the nice guy like too nice guy just don't anyway. be the nice guy guys <laughs> oh no <laughs> That's a horrible, horrible messaging to give out to the young male generation. Oh, Please no. be nice, guys. No, no. I mean, there there has to be a good mix, right? Like, you have to be nice, but you also have to, like, have an, a conversation, a deep conversation, be able to have a deep conversation and not always agree, have your own opinions. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. At formal, so after dinner at formal, Brooks sees an old client of his that used his services earlier on in this the movie. This so awkward. And she says, oh, thanks for your services. Kate, I have to stop here. And I thought this prior to it was mentioned in the movie. 
But is this service a little bit of like a gigolo situation, but minus like obviously other things? <laughs> but is this like a, a PG version of a gigolo? It's like 45% of being a gigolo. Yeah. You don't yeah. actually go through with anything. Yeah. You just... you just like you're there as the stand in. Like, is yeah. it? It's it's cl- there are definitely some comparables. Well, and I was Sarah. so I thought about it. I wrote it down, and then later on in the movie, it comes up. Like they actually talk about it, and I was like, oh my gosh, like yes. Well, I think in this scene, Shelby does ask something like that. So so this all occurs. It's Brooks and Shelby at the formal, and then one of his friggin' clients, who all she did was yeah. get him to date her, but like just so that she could learn how to talk to guys, which is hilarious. I think it's really sweet. But anytime you use a service like that, like okay pretend i'm dead then like the the next time we see each other don't like oh thank you for the service brooks like oh shelby do you use the service too is that what you're doing right now oh my god what are you doing lady can we play a quick game oh yeah because you bring up the gigolo thing yes the game is okay it's six truths and a lie wow okay dating sites oh this is fun what you're about to hear is six real-life dating websites or apps. Okay. They are all extremely strange or odd, but they do exist except for one. All right. And I have to guess which one it's... Okay. Only one of these I've made up. And you can play along at home, too. First up, we have Metal Dating. It's for people who are into death metal okay. to, to find each other. 420 Singles. Oh, wow. Self-explanatory, I think. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Women, women behind bars. <laughs> it's for women who are incarcerated. Okay. <laughs> horse friends dating. Oh no. People who like horses. <laughs> but like, but but that's just their common interest. <laughs> <laughs> that's the commonality. I'm glad you. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> Bestiality. Jesus oh, Christ. I know. I know. Uh, gothic match. <laughs> People who are goths. Okay, so date. far, like these all sound very interesting. Yeah. I'm gonna say the word interesting yeah. because I don't want to be rude. Um, but all real. Singles with food allergies. Mm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the last one I have is <laughs> is stash passions. <laughs> What does stash passions it's mean? It's guys who have mustaches and girls who want to date guys with mustaches. No. <laughs> yeah, which one do you think's fake? Only one of them's not real. Six of them, I six think, of those are real. I think the horse one is fake. Yeah, you're right. Oh, no wow, way. Okay, job. I'm really happy that it's fake. What, what gave it away? Wait, you're not happy that stash passions is fake? I, I think that's know. a little odd. <laughs> That was going to be my next one. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah. No, Stash Passions is real. <laughs> St- okay. Stash Passions? Correct. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been my second guess, probably. People who are passionate about mustaches. Yeah. Um, like, I'm... how much of your personality is your mustache that you're like, I cannot date somebody who does not accept Oh, like Hipster Central. There, oh, for sure. Exactly. Yes, yeah, big exactly. time. Big time. Throw on some plaid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Oh, I mean, you... you have a mustache, so... Well, you have a beard. <laughs> Got a beard. Yeah. Not a mustache. If you shave part of it, it becomes a mustache. <laughs> right, but no, right, it, right. it's just a beard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. So now where we're at is that Brooks has been outed in front of Shelby. Oh, my God. Yes. It's very it's very awkward. And she kind of says, oh, yeah, like the stand-in app, like Brooks for hire. And Shelby says, like, what? 
And she asks Brooks, like, is this true? And Brooks is like, yeah, like, you know, I, it is true. I helped her out and whatever. And he, she kind of says, like, I'm done. Like, this, yeah. this date is over. And he says, like, oh, my gosh, why? He And and I liked the way that they did it, not because she was shallow, but because he lied to her. Mm, this is actually my best scene. Oh, okay, sorry. Continue. No, because, like, Brooks, let's be real. Like, everything was coming up Brooks lately. He was lying to basically everybody except for Celia, and he hurt her feelings genuinely. And the thing I liked is that Shelby, yeah, she says, it's not that I don't like the fact that you're not wealthy. I don't like the fact that you lied to me. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, I, so much of this movie is wrapped around wealth. It is. But, in, but subtly, because it's not, it's not at the forefront until you really dive, dive deeper like we are. Right yeah. Because you don't realize it. Until, like, even as we're talking right now, I'm like, oh, yeah, like, another wealth thing. Oh, yeah, another wealth thing. And then Brooks immediately tries to go up to Celia because, once again, she's at this (laughs) high school formal and she's dancing. And he tries to talk to her like, hey, you know what? I realize I did something wrong here. And she says, I'm not going to be your second choice. Like, clearly you just broke up with Shelby. Like, but you can't just come up to me and we're good. Yeah. I think he needed to, we got to knock Brooks down a few pegs. And this was the scene that did it. Yes. Finally. Yes, definitely. And he goes home and has a heart to heart with his dad, whom I still can't get over. Like, I keep forgetting that he was on Veep. He's one of those guys who's like in so many movies, but I like his name is Matt Walsh. Okay. That That's the name of the actor. Well, and, and he, he was also in Community. Like, I just remember him from like random yes, shit. You totally. Know? Well, and he plays um, one of the communications leads in veep for the the vice president and he is he is hilarious in it but he plays a writer in this movie as well so very similar characters um which i appreciated just because he does a really good job at it and um he chats with brooke and and the pep talk that he needed right after kind of falling down off of the high that he was on for so long and he does the next day try to make up with Murph um, via phone and text, but to no like to no avail. Um, and then you know at school they do eventually make up. They chat it through, and which is great, kind of because at that at this point Murph is like, I want nothing to do with you. You're kind of an asshole. Yeah. Um. You you've shimmied me aside because now you're getting your own goals, but you know us little peons over here in the corner, like you know even though I helped you get the stand and app going, I'm nothing to you now. I have to say this next scene is like very close to my best scene or I would say like I don't know it's like kind of like a tie because the grand gesture of like romance is in this one. Brooks meets with Celia at a coffee shop to talk and the way that he frames it to Celia is hey you know again I'm really sorry they've pretty much made up at this point I really need you to read my admissions letter to Yale. This was cute this was a, a very unique thing for this movie that I liked. Yeah and so she sits down and says okay let me let me read this. And he says, um, yeah, actually, you know what? I, I didn't end up applying to Yale and I accepted UConn's offer, which is where his dad works and would get he'd get a free ride. And the letter was actually addressed to her, this admissions letter. Dear admissions office of the University of Celia Lieberman. First off, I just want to say what an honor it is just to be considered as a potential attendee at your fine institution. And secondly, This feels really creepy writing to you as if you're a university and not a person, so I'll stop that now. A few months ago, I was a guy who carried around this empty feeling. And I thought that it could be filled by driving the nicest car, dating the most popular girl, or going to the fanciest school. But the closer I got to having any of these things, the deeper that empty feeling got. 
I really liked this scene too. It made my it tickled my heart. And now we're we're kind of wrapping everything up with a bow, right? Like Brooks is going to UConn, which is his dad's school, and he he said earlier in the movie like it was always his second choice because like Yale was the the beautiful the be all end all. exactly. And I think he's realizing more about himself and that like UConn is a great school. So Celia, after reading this letter, basically forgives Brooks and she uses the app one more time to ask for a dance partner. He keeps declining the app until she knocks at the door and shows up. And they go to a formal is what she says. And he goes, oh, my God, how many formals do your, does your school have? And it's actually one that he, she made for him in the sub store with the help of Murph. And um, they make up and make out. So... It was a really good ending to the to the whole to the whole movie. And that's the perfect date. We're on to quick facts. Blaine Kern the third, who plays Franklin, and Fee Vu, who plays Don the Clerk, also worked together on Happy Death Day in twenty seventeen and Happy Death Day to You in twenty nineteen. Noah Centineo and Laura Murano also played love interests on the Disney hit TV show Austin and Alley in twenty eleven. So I have some facts about both Noah and Laura. So Noah facts. He was in Camila Cabello's music video for Havana. Mm. Uh, he was in three Disney TV shows, Austin and Ally, Jesse and Shake It Up. Uh, he's modeled for Calvin Klein. The scar on his face is from being bitten by a dog when he was younger. Oh my gosh. Laura's uh, quick facts. She was also in the Disney show. Austin and Allie as Allie and has been in movies um, such as the Oscar nominated movie Lady Bird. She was in Superbad, Alvin and the Chipmunks, the chip, the road chip and has an upcoming rom-com movie uh, called The Royal Treatment. There we go. Honorable mentions. This is the first time ever. I think the main character gets the honorable mention in this movie. Woo-hoo. Noah Centineo as Brooks kind of goes against the theory of this this award. Okay. Who else, like, his dad is a good character. He's fine. Shelby was good. His friend Murph was good. Like, everybody was good. But, Mm -hmm. like, for me, this award's got to be somebody who sizzled to the top. And both Celia and Brooks, those were great performances. Brooks gets a slight edge. So, I know it's weird, but I'm going to honorably mention Noah Centineo. I would say honorable mention for me would be the app. Oh, the app itself. The Yo, that's app. good. See, yeah. I was trying to figure out something. Yeah, that's good. Because without the app, I mean, what would what would the movie be? It wouldn't be a perfect date. Wouldn't you wouldn't find that perfect date. What yeah. should have been? So my what should have been um, is the B scene. I wish. So we we chatted about it a lot. The you know him lying to to impress the dean of admissions, and I wish they would have circled back to either him being caught in the lie. Or him right. continuing the lie to a point where it is so unbelievably untrue that everyone around is like, uh, this guy's got to be lying. But the dean of admissions still loved it, you know? It should have been like um, Brooks and his dad are at the grocery store and they bump into the dean of admissions. Oh God, yes. And he starts talking about the beekeeping stuff. Yes. And and Noah's dad, or uh, Brooks's dad doesn't out him, but he's just like, oh, beekeeping, yeah, right. Yeah. And then the admissions guy goes by and he's like, what are you just like lying to people to get into Yale? I think a scene like that would have made sense. Agreed. Yes. Yeah. So that's my what should have been. Uh, my what should have been one is that uh, Shelby Camila Mendez's character should end up with John Ambrose from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. P.S. Oh, I, I love still that. love you because like she's kind of like him, smart, charming, teed up as the other love interest, but like there's nothing overtly wrong 
about either of them. Yeah. John Ambrose was like, he, he was fine in the P.S. I Love You movie, slightly boring, but I think Shelby slightly boring. I think they work together. I agree. I think they could have done, again, I like that Shelby in this movie was not a mean girl. Um, she really wasn't a ma- major part in this movie. Um, in To All the Boys, they could have done more with Jordan's uh, character. Uh, yeah, John Ambrose, played by Jordan, though. Um, yes, yes. And before we get into rewatchability, I also kind of have another what should have been, and that's just like what should be of Noah's career. Oh, yeah. I want to put out a warning. This is what the, the the red alarm bells are going off. Think our boy Noah Centineo is at risk of becoming the 2020 Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, you think? Hear me out. Okay. Freddie, massive star. Heartthrob, very charming. Everyone loved him back in the 90s, but he did like five rom-coms, yep. a horror movie, that Scooby-Doo bullshit, and then that was just oh it. God. Like that's I forgot about Honest that. to God, since... But is that his choice? Since 2008, he has done absolutely nothing except a video game voice acting thing. Maybe maybe it was by choice, right? And maybe, maybe it would be by choice, right? But like, if Noah wants to become this big star, so far he has done five Netflix romantic comedies. Mm-hmm. He has one thing on the way, which I'm very nervous for him about. Sarah, who do you think is the single most overused action movie star? Um, The Rock. Mm, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. Oh my god, he's gonna be no. in. He's gonna be in Black Adam with Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Oh no, as like Adam Smasher, which I don't know if that's like a villain to okay, Black okay. Adam. Okay, okay, I. I like that he's breaking out of the rom-com situation. I mean, I love him in rom-coms. Don't get me wrong, because I think Noah's so attractive. I, I think it. he needs to break out of the rom-coms. I do. I know me I too. I think this movie is going to be total dog shit, and it's just like, um, and that's going to be it for him. I'm really nervous no, for our boy Noah. My hope. I have I have hope. I have hope that he will continue and break out into more of an action role, you know, like Chris Evans, that kind of character. Freddie Prinze Jr., Scooby-Doo, Scooby-Doo 2, Monsters Unleashed, oh, no. and that was it. That That's what it took. Took, we don't want to see that Scooby-Doo. happen. It took two Scooby Doo's oh, and then he was gone. No, we never saw him again. I mean, we did see him in a few things, but like, no, I have that hope. was basically it. I do. I have hope. Rewatchability. My rewatchability is as follows: chemistry three point eight five, storyline three, thirst factor four, imagination three point five, soundtrack five, cheese three point five for an overall score of three point eight zero out of five. My scores are chemistry two point two. What you didn't, I didn't think that love they... the chemistry in this? Really, like you didn't love Noah and Laura's character together. I thought it was fine. Oh, storyline though four point five. All right. Thirst All right. factor, I'll give Noah four point one. Imagination four, soundtrack three point five, cheese four for an overall score of three point seven. Okay, we're pretty close. That's not bad, I think. Mm-hmm. This has been the rom com rewind of the perfect date. What do we have on the way? We have next week the backup plan. Okay. With J-Lo. And I think I Love You Beth Cooper is on the way too. Yes, I Love You Beth Cooper. If you're listening to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, subscribe, follow, leave some reviews. If you want to reach out, at Romcom Rewind on Instagram, TikTok, and you can email romcomrewind at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.